This episode of the Model Made Podcast is brought to you by Model Mastery, the one-on-one coaching program that helps you create a modeling career that pays in 90 days. Learn more about Model Mastery on themodeluniversity.com or by clicking the link in this episode's description box. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Model Made Podcast, the podcast for models by a model. Tune in for tips, tricks, and talks that will elevate you in your modeling journey. This podcast is possible thanks to Model University, which aims to educate and elevate models to their full potential and paycheck. Now, here's your host, internationally working, multi-agency represented, professional model and coach, Lola Shaw. Hey there, lovelies. Welcome to today's masterclass. And as promised, I'm introducing you to a full-time model who started with no agency, no model look, and no major city. So if you guys are like, you know, you've always wanted to be a model, but you've never seen somebody actually become a model who started from the same space that you started in, that means you didn't have the model look, you don't have an agency, you don't live in a big city. I'm here to introduce you to a model who did everything that you're looking for with all of the same struggles. And spoiler alert, it's me. So hey, everybody, if you guys are new to me, my name is Lola Shell. I'm an internationally working, multi-agency represented professional model and model coach. And today we are not only getting into my start, but how I actually did it. When I actually started with no agency, I started, I was not in a big city. And most importantly, I didn't have the model look. So if you guys see me looking off camera, the OGs remember I have my model notebook. So because I love to talk to you guys, I will get off track. Okay. (laughs) So if you guys see me looking down, looking around, just so I make sure that I hit everything that I meant to tell you guys today. And of course, you know me. We're always going to have space for you to ask your own questions and um, definitely grow from there. So without further ado, if you've ever felt like you were too old, too short, too big, um, you didn't have the right skin complexion, you have too many tattoos, you don't have the right hair texture, if that's ever been your excuse for modeling, you're in the right place. And honestly, if you've ever had those struggles, guess what? So have I. Okay. And the only difference between me and you is that right now you're probably just letting yourself be stopped by those very same excuses. Okay. But by the end of this amazing masterclass, you will not only know that you are capable of becoming a model, but you'll have the confidence to do so as well. My only caveat is that this talk that we're having right here is not for anybody who thinks that, you know, you have to look a certain way to be a model. You have to have an agency to be a model. You have to be in a big city to be a model. If that's you, this conversation that I'm having isn't for you. Okay. I say that with all due respect. If that is how you feel models should only be, if that's the requirements that you think there is for a model, then, you know, go with grace God. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck. But if you are a model who has always felt stuck and held back by your look, your representation and your location, stick around because this is for you. Okay. So let's, let's really get into this. Cause I kind of want to like break down how did we even get into this space? And if you guys are joining me live on this one, please drop a one if you ever wanted to be a model, but you feel like you weren't tall enough. You didn't have, you know, you weren't a size two. You had too many freckles. Your forehead was too big. You know, you don't live in a major city. You feel like your skin scars or your tattoos really held you back. You felt like nobody wanted your hair texture. If that's ever been a problem for you, like as a model, drop a one. Okay, I see I see the ones coming in. I see the ones coming in because you're not alone, okay? I just want to make sure I'm talking to the right people, okay? So I, I see you guys. You are seen. You are seen. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm so glad that you guys are here. Now, the reason that you probably have had this mentality, and I'm going to say this for right now, right? It's not your fault. It's not your fault that... 
you really think that you can't be a model because of those characteristics. Okay. This is literally all stemming from the industry, the industry and the media. This is what they have fed you through outlets like America's Next Top Model. Um, and more importantly on platforms like, you know, magazines and social media, it is not your fault. If all you ever see are certain type of people being what is and should be a model, of course, you're going to think that you don't have what it takes. Okay. That's a natural reaction. So I just want to start off by telling you one, you're seen, but two, it is not your fault. Okay. (laughs) But I do want to take a step further. So if you guys are watchers of America's Next Top Model, go ahead and drop drop a zero for me. Drop a zero because I want the OGs to let me know what's up. I, I'm going to put a zero for myself. I'm just hold up a zero. Um, but if you ever watch America's Next Top Model, drop a zero in the chat because I want to know. I want I want to say something real quick, but I need to know who's actually watched America's Next Top Model because I don't want to just start saying names and you guys are like, who is this? So if you've ever watched America's Next Top Model, put a zero in the comments. Even if you watch the replay of this, Put a zero in the comments. I see the zeros coming in. Okay, Denisha's an OG. Jada's an OG. Um, Carly's an OG. Sia Modeling is an OG. Jasmine's an OG. Okay, so all my OGs, okay? Let me, let me, let me bring you guys through something. Do y'all remember Tiana Anderson and McKay Sullivan? You can put a yes or no inside of, inside of the chat, okay? If you guys remember Tiana or McKay, put a yes in the chat. Cause it's getting, it's getting real quiet, okay? <laughs> I haven't seen a yes yet, okay? So I'm, I'm a countdown. Five, four, three. Okay, so nobody remembers them. Now, put a yes. Okay, so we see a modeling remembers. Okay, so we have one yes for it. Now, I want you to drop a yes. Okay, we have two yeses. Now, I want you to drop a yes if you remember Winnie Harlow and Yaya DaCosta. I'm sorry, DaCosta. I ain't want to mess up. Yaya, you, I love you, girl. But drop a yes if you guys remember Winnie and Yaya. I can even say, just say the first names for those two, okay? If y'all remember who they were, drop a yes in the chat. Immediate yeses. Immediate yeses. Jasmine's got a yes. Hey to everybody who's tuning in live. I'm already saying the yeses. Jada's already saying yes. Do you know the major difference? Jasmine's on here saying yes. The major difference between those two sets of women is the first set, they were the winners. Tiana was a winner. McKay was a winner. They were the people that the industry teamed top model. They were the ones who got the overnight $100,000 wins and money overnight. They were the one who got the CoverGirl campaign. They were the one who got the agency representation. They were the one that the industry said, this is model material. Where are they now? Where are they now? But when I said Yaya and when I said Winnie, immediate yeses. You know the major difference? The major difference between them wasn't what the industry deemed as success, okay? Because the ones that the industry deemed successful, they won the show, but did not win in their career. And the ones who got booted off in like episodes six and eight of their respective seasons, of course, you know, Yaya did make it to top two, so we're going to give her her respects. But they did not win. Yaya and Winnie did not win, but they won in their career because they leaned into what set them apart. They did not let the industry telling them that they weren't the right height. They didn't have the right skin complexion. They didn't have, you know, the model material. They couldn't do the runway. They couldn't sell the product. They didn't let what the industry told them stop them from having successful careers. Instead, they leaned into what made them unique. They built up their assets as a model. They took those assets, built their network, took it a step further, diversified how they were making money. They didn't just, you know, get on magazines and call it a day. No. You start seeing them in the commercials, in campaigns, inside of, you know, runway shows, on television. They diversified their assets as a model and then rinsed and repeat, scaled it, developed it, refined it, ongoing. That's how the people who lost by industry standards had lifelong careers versus the people who were industry standard 
had that short stand. We never heard from them again. Okay. So I want you guys to see, and if you guys are joining me live, Hey everybody, I'm Lola Shell. I'm actually trying to introduce you to a model who is now working full time, who started with no agency, who started without the model look and who started, wasn't in a big city and spoiler alert, it's me. And what we just covered right now is to really let you know that just because the industry has top model standards does not guarantee a top model career. You could have the look, you could be plucked by Tyra Banks herself and still not have the career worth having. It's up to you to honestly do the work, lean into what makes you unique, get your assets together, get your network together, get your money avenues together and build a career that works for you. Okay. And the most important thing is I'm not, a, I'm not only going to show you how it can be done through my life and how I did it. But I'm going to encourage you by actually telling you how I overcame some of the biggest hurdles that you guys always tell me. You always tell me that you don't have the model look. You always tell me that you don't have the agency. And you always tell me that you live in the middle of nowhere. And so you can't be successful. Well, I had all those same problems. And here I am. Okay, not here specifically because I'm on the run today. But <laughs> in general, in my life, in my career, I, I definitely achieved what many would consider success. So be beautiful. Being able to model full-time is no small feat. So I'm just going to let you guys know where I started, what I overcame, and how you can do the same. Okay? All right. And again, I got to have my handy data model notebook. The OGs remember this one. Oh, I see the likes. I see the likes. I see the loves. I might have to bring these ones back out. You know, I've been keeping them for myself. But they might have a resurgence. So stay tuned. All right. So now that we know kind of all of the excuses, all of the excuses, all of the setbacks, all the holdups. I want to start off with you guys letting me know by dropping a three in the chat, whether or not you have an agency. Okay. If you don't have an agency right now, drop a three in the chat. Okay. If you right now inside of your modeling career, you've been pursuing this and you don't have an agency for whatever reason, you could have had one in the past. You could have one growing up, but you don't have one right now. Drop a three inside of the chat because I just want to make sure I'm talking to the right people right now. Okay. Whether you're watching this live on a replay, I see Jada's already dropping the live. Jasmine's already dropping the, uh, dropping in the live. Belveria, Sophia. Okay. So I see a lot of, you know, non-representation for the models. And that's what, you know, that, that's okay. I don't want us to make it feel like, Oh, I don't have an HC. What was me? No. You know why? Because that's exactly how I started. This is, we are starting from the same spot. Okay. We are starting from the same spot. When I first started modeling, I did not have an agency. <laughs> so let me give you some backstory. Let me give you some backstory, okay? When I first started, I started in a modeling troupe. It was called Eclipse Fashion Society, okay? A modeling troupe is when a group of, you know, men and women get together and they put on fashion shows. You know, they have designers. They have really unique walks. It was a time, y'all. It was a time, okay? I had all the confidence in the world. I was eating the girls up on the runway, doing my dips, dips, turns, twirls hitting the girls from all angles. I had it go, like, in my head, Naomi who? Tyra who? Like, I was that girl. I still am that girl. But I was that girl when I was first starting out. It was a thing. It was a thing. And I got so good inside of the modeling troupe. Like, I got on the e-board. I was training models, males and females. That's why when people come to me, they're like, oh, you know, how long have you actually been training models? Maybe circa 2013. I was out here teaching the girls and the guys how to do their things in real life. Okay. It's not no virtual. Like I'm good at doing it virtually now because I spent years training models in real life. So I was doing my thing. Y'all. I was, I was that girl. 
house. I was like, okay, 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 okay. I am so good at this modeling troupe. I know for a fact I can do this full time. Like, I know if I'm this good in college, I got what it takes to be a model. That was me. I got out the summer after I, like, after I started um, college, after I did like two semesters, I did fall, I did spring. Summer came and we weren't doing the modeling troupe of summer. So I was just like, okay, cool. I'm going to start freelancing because clearly I know what I'm doing. I failed so hard. I failed so hard. When I started freelancing right out of college, my first year, I did not know what I was doing. I did not know what I was doing. What is a portfolio? What do you mean charging for pictures? How do I do that? How much does that cost? Like, I have to pay you for photos? Oh my goodness. Where can I find jobs as a model myself? Like, I was so confused. And I was, like, literally driving everywhere, you know, just, like, going, like, all over Miami trying to, like, get bookings. And I didn't really even know what an agency was. I didn't know, like, what agencies were out there. It was a mess. It was, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. And that's why when so many of you guys come to me with your agency woes, I'm like, Girl, first of all, you're going about it the wrong way. I've already struggled. I've already struggled this struggle, okay? And if you guys have ever, literally, you can tell me yes or no in the chat. If you have ever, like, tried to freelance and thought, like, immediately I need an agency, you can go ahead and put a yes in the chat because, like, that means I'm speaking to you. We're a kindred spirit. I thought I needed an agency. I didn't know where to find one. So I was just kind of like trying to see what an open call was. I like submitted myself online, heard crickets, um, trying to get people to shoot with me. Didn't really know what I was doing to be able to shoot. Like, how do I pose? It was, it was a mess. It was a mess. So I'm already seeing, um, yes is coming in. Denisha says yes. Jade says yes. Jada says yes. Okay. See a model. So we're all in the yes. Um, Leilani, we, we are, we are good. We are good. We're here. We're here. The struggle of me trying to freelance when I did not know anything about the industry. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Boo. Throwing tomatoes. Throwing tomatoes, throwing tomatoes. Okay, so after I realized I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> and Maxie's like cricket, Christina's like, girl, yes, we we're here, we're here. After I I did not know what I was doing. I had to sit myself down and get serious. I really had to understand, okay, what do you actually want to do? Okay, what what steps do you need to take to get there? How do we define this? I really had to sit myself down and say like, look, you want to be a model, right? Right. What does that look like for you? What type of lifestyle are you trying to have? What type of goals are you trying to achieve? What type of modeling do you want to do? So I really had to sit down and get clear with my fundamentals. And the people who have been inside of Model University, shout out to you guys. I see you guys on here. Jasmine's in Model University. Sarah just chimed in from Model University. I go over the fundamentals at every level in the university because it is so important. If I did not get clear on my fundamentals, I would not be the model I am today. Let me let, literally let that sink in. If I did not get clear on my model fundamentals, I would not be the model I am today. Because your model fundamentals is why do you want to model, okay? What your goals are, what your niche is, what your market is, and what your rate is. If I couldn't even sit down and get clear about why I wanted to model and set goals and do the research to see how do I get to those goals and then see what type of modeling I actually want to do and then see what worked inside of, you know, my market and then see how much I should be charging based on my experience, based on my market, based on what I'm doing, I would have been stuck so much longer than I actually was. And mind you, I spent years freelancing and not knowing what I was doing. I was, I call it my refinement stage because that's when I was, you know, practicing my posing and getting more comfortable in front of the camera and, you know, still working and still in school. So I was doing a lot of juggling, but I kid you not, if I did not get clear on the fundamentals when I did, I would not have been able to structure my career and take the necessary steps to get the outcome that I have now.
Okay, so when you guys always tell me like, oh, I don't have an agency. Well, I started without an agency too. Like to the point where, and we already talked about it. We laughed about it. We we heard the crickets. You know, we didn't get no call back. We, we were there together on that one. But when I finally got clear about what I wanted to do and I understood that like, I want to be a model with or without an agency, that very mentality gave me the clarity to sit down get my fundamentals together and get to work. And by doing so, I attracted jobs that had agency models on them. I attracted work that agencies in my area were getting their models. And by doing so, I was able to find agencies that aligned with me, what I was doing. Okay. So let's just take a little step back. Let's again, paint the picture. Cause I don't want, I don't want nobody to get lost. <laughs> I don't want nobody on this live to get lost. Okay. When I started without an agency, I thought that an agency was what I needed to be my solution. And if you are a model right now, and I know we already went over, you guys dropped your threes and you don't have representation. It may seem as though you cannot get to your desired outcome. It might seem as though you can't, you know, get those, those major goals accomplished because you don't have an agency. When I personally feel like if I would have gotten an agency, when I thought that I wanted one, I would have wasted years. I would have never gotten the skills necessary to build a career that benefited me. Okay. By freelancing, I was able to set my fundamentals. I was literally able to understand what type of career I wanted as a model. And then start getting those jobs on my own. Even if the pay was smaller, even if it didn't come as often, I was able to build my book, build my skills and build my business mind as a model so that I could realize, hey, for the work that I'm doing in my area, for the type of jobs that I'm getting as a model, the agencies I originally applied to are not going to give me that work. But these agencies are. The models that I swore that like, you know, I want to have exactly what they have. They only work maybe two, three times a year versus the jobs that I'm doing that are fulfilling me have these models on them. And these models are with these agencies. I think I can start to like approach them. Like, you know, I'm starting to see a lot of the same people. I'm starting to be on a lot of the same sets. Let me let me see if I can find some synergy there. And that is how I took the steps towards agency representation. But successful agency representation. But when I first started out and I didn't have an agency, I did everything in my power to try to get one, not realizing that modeling was a business. And the quicker that I got a business plan, aka my model fundamentals together about what I wanted in my career, the easier it was to find clients that aligned with that, creatives that aligned with that, jobs and networking events that aligned with that. And most importantly, agencies that align with that. But if I would have just went at it by, hey, somebody needs to represent me because I want to be a model, which is how I originally went, with, went about it. I feel like I would have never taken the necessary steps to become the model I am right now. So much so that <laughs> it gave me the success that I needed when um, the original agencies told me I didn't have the right look and I ended up having to move out of a major city. So let's let's get into that. Let's, let's get Let's get into into that space. Okay. So next up is I want you guys to drop fours if you've ever been told that you don't have the model look. Okay. And that could be, you know, your height, that could be your weight, that could be your hair texture, that could be your skin complexion, that could be your freckles, that could be your tattoos. If you've ever felt like you did not have the model look, go ahead and drop the fours. Go ahead and drop the fours. Okay. Because this is going to be important because we talked about the model fundamentals while I was going through my agency phase and I needed those fundamentals to really figure out what was going to make me me. But the model look is, is the next thing for everybody who's not agency represented. You know, the next hurdle is modeling. So, oh, we got a lot. We got Christina. We got Jasmine. We got, let me, let me do a quick little scroll. We got Jada. We got, we got a couple of y'all. Okay. So you've been told you don't have the model look. Big surprise. So did I. Big surprise. So did I. So y'all know how I told you guys I didn't have agency representation when I started. And then that caused me to go down the road, getting my model fundamentals together so I could actually build a career that worked for me. So one of my biggest hurdles was the model look. 
Okay. Even in my fundamentals, right? The reason this was so difficult is because if you go to an agency that tells you, oh, you're not what we're looking for, you just assume that you're not what the industry is looking for. You don't realize that every agency caters to different types of clientele. So though my look did not work for fashion and editorial and runway, even though I was great at those things, I had to figure out what my look did work for. So if you've been told like, oh, you're too short or, you know, you're, you're too big or, oh, you're, you're a little bit older than what we like. Any, any excuse that you've ever been given, there is still a space for you where that works. I want you, I want that to sink in. Any excuse that you've ever been given about why your look doesn't work for a certain agency or a certain client, I want you to realize that there is still a space for you. It might not be that space, but there is still a space for you and people will be willing to pay you. And that's the thing that I think that Once I understood that, complete game changer, complete game changer. I went from thinking I didn't have the model look because of my height, my skin complexion, my hair texture, fact that I started when I was an adult. Okay, I was in college when I started, not like many of the more successful standard models who started when they were children. So I had all these things, quote unquote, working against me. And it wasn't until I realized after doing, you know, after sitting down, doing my research on my fundamentals. And again, I have a whole like, a whole cheat sheet and guide to this so that you guys don't have to spend two years figuring out what works for you. Um, if you go to the link in my bio, uh, not only can you make sure you sign up to watch more masterclasses just like this one, but I also have a cheat sheet on your model fundamentals so you can literally start modeling today, okay? In a way that's going to set you up for success. When I realized that for me personally, the model look just depends on the type of modeling you're doing, it changed my entire mindset. Because there were people who were willing to pay people who looked like me to do jobs. Like I was still seeing beauty campaigns with models who looked like me. Um, you know, lifestyle vacation campaigns, models who look like me. You know, even with boutiques, models who look like me. So clearly there, there's a look that looks just like me that is being paid to do these types of modeling. I just had to figure out, okay, what are those types of modeling and do they work in my area? That is like, that's, such a game changer because when you start to realize it's not me, it's the person I'm talking to, it changes everything. You might not be a right fit for that particular agency, but if you knew, hey, you might be on the shorter side, but guess what? Swimwear doesn't have any barriers and you live in like LA, why not? Why not pursue the type of modeling that works for what you have? Oh, snap. You know, uh, somebody said like, oh, you're a little bit older than we thought. Okay. That still doesn't stop you from doing great commercial work or modeling for, you know, clothing stores that sell clothes for women in your age bracket, women or men in your age bracket. Like when you start to realize that it's not you, it's literally just finding the space that you should occupy instead of trying to go the traditional route. It changes everything. Your model look is literally defined by you. It defines, it's defined by who you are and what you're trying to do. Your look is going to work for somebody. Okay. It might not be, you know, the top agency of your city, but guess what? There will also be up. Come on. Hey, Chico's. Come on, Sarah. It might not be the top agency in your city that's doing all these editorials, which don't really pay in the first place, but it may be a remote client who has been dying to have somebody who looks like you, you know, to wear their clothes and shoot it for them so they can use it on the website. It might be a local restaurant that's trying to do work for their social media and needs, you know, people to come in and shoot content once a month. It might just be, you know what I'm saying? Like a beauty brand who is trying to expand their shade ranges and would love to have somebody of your skin complexion come in and shoot with them. Like you have to find what works for you. Everybody has a model look. Everybody has a model look. 
You just have to figure out what your look works best for. And I think that when that kind of thing clicks, it changes your life. Because when I first started modeling, I was doing it with zero funds. Like you guys saw me, like we had the whole kiki about, you know, me starting without an agency. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, you know, I'm hot stuff in college. I can model no problem. And literally not making any money. Having all the confidence in the world, but being told that my look does not work. Having, you know, all of the, you know, the gusto, the I could do this, I'm ready. Like having all of that, but not realizing that the people I was talking to did not have any use for what I had. Is that their fault? Is that my fault? That's not really the point. That's not really the point. The point is, the way that I went about it wasn't setting up myself or anybody else for success. It wasn't until, again, I sat down, I got clear about my fundamentals, and I applied them in a way that was going to make sense for me in my career that I started to see success. Because when I was trying to do what, like, and you know, we already talked about it, when I was trying to do what America's Next Top Model was saying, when I was trying to do what the industry was telling me, when I was trying to make myself fit into a mold that wasn't made for me, I didn't have no money. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any clients. I didn't have any inspiration. Like, I didn't have anything. All because I was trying to do what the industry deemed as top model material, you know? And it wasn't until I sat back, got clear with my fundamentals, that I was able to not only figure out what my model look was, but use it to my advantage, okay? So, again, for all my people who literally dropped into the chat that they have been told they don't have a model look, I challenge you to get clear about your fundamentals and figure out what your model look works for. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. So for anybody who's new, we're doing our amazing model master class. I'm reading out of my model notebook. It's really dope here. Okay. Before we continue with the episode, I wanted to do a quick check-in with you. Have you been trying to make money as a model, but don't know where to start? Are you tired of people only reaching out to you for free work and never being able to find paid gigs in your area? Have you tried everything and you're tired of waiting on an agency in order to be paid as a model? If you said yes to any of my questions, it's time to check out Model Money. Model Money was created to help models step away from only doing free work or solely relying on an agency to get paid. If you want to learn how to book your next paid job as a model in less than one week, then Model Money is for you. See for yourself in the description box below. Now, let's get back to the episode. Just so I don't get off track. So if you guys are new to me, hi, my name is Lola Show. <laughs> I'm an internationally working multi-agency represented professional model and model coach. And I'm telling you guys about like my life as a model and how I actually got here. So hey to all my new people. The last thing that we're going to talk about is location, 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 location. Okay. And the important thing about that is that now more than ever, I'm not going to say location doesn't matter, but you have more to work with. Promise. Now, if you are not located in... LA, Miami, Chicago, Dallas, or Atlanta, drop a five in the chat. If you're not located in one of those five areas in the States, I would love for you to drop a five in the chat. I said New York, LA, Miami, Chicago, and I said Dallas. So if you're not in those five areas, you can totally drop where you're from. That's cool. Much love for Toronto. I'm seeing the fives rolling. I'm seeing the five rolls in. I'm seeing them rolling. I'm seeing them rolling. So I want you guys to realize... <laughs> it's not as uncommon as you think. You see all these fives that are rolling in? So for everybody who's thinking like, oh, I don't live in a big city. Like, you know, I can't be successful. Uh, you see all these fives? Do you see all the fives? Do you see all of the fives that are rolling? Like, let's let's put this in perspective. We got Hungary. We got Tampa. We got Denver. We got Columbia, um, Maryland. We've got every place but the major cities in America. New Jersey, but moving to South Carolina. That is going to be an interesting move for you. But 
I wish you nothing but the best, Jade. Frankfurt, Germany. We got people from all over, okay? We got London chiming in. The point I'm trying to make is that, come on, Norfolk, Virginia. Come on now. Mosey on in. The point that I wanted to make is there are a lot of you who would love to pursue modeling that do not live in a major city. And this is where, honestly, things really started to like pivot once again inside of my career as a model. Come on, Stafford, North Carolina. I'll see y'all. Stafford, Virginia, and then North Carolina popped in. So to this point in my career, I went through the growing pains of starting and trying to get an agency right off the bat and then realizing that, dang, I'm not ready for an agency at the moment. Let me get clear on what I do have to offer. Figured out what I had to offer. Started getting, you know, growing my network, growing my skills. We're back. Growing my network, growing my skills, really growing my impact in my area, getting really good and clear on like my actual niche and the look that I had to offer. And then finding agency representation that worked for me. So at this point, I'm moving. I'm moving at this point in my career. I am out here just like, okay, she's doing it. We got some clients. We got representation. We got a portfolio. We're getting submitted for things. I'm excited. Like, I was excited at that point, y'all. Like, it, it took some years. Like, mind you, this wasn't like, oh, I just woke up, you know, and immediately. No, this is like five years after I started. Okay, so let's put that in perspective. All right. So now I have, I've gotten, you know, through the whole growing pains of college. I'm realizing that my Miami rent is high. It's only gotten worse, but at the time, coming straight out of college, Miami rent was high. I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. I'm just going to move a little bit further north. No problem. No problem. Okay. I was still pursuing my master's at the time. I was like, okay, I'm still in school. Um, I'm doing everything online. There's no reason for me to stay in Miami and pay Miami rent. Not going to do that. So I moved like 60 to 90 minutes away from Miami. And I'm like, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. I'm okay. I was not okay. I was not okay. I literally had the momentum. I had skills. I had, you know, the, the, the jobs. I had the representation. All of these things were in Miami. And when I decided that, okay, I'm good, you know, I, I can still make it work. And I moved like 60 to 90 minutes away. There were no real opportunities where I was at. So I had, I had a choice. I could either stop modeling or make the drive. I could either stop modeling or make the drive. Okay. Because as we're starting to see from people who are like flooding into like the comments, when you move from a bigger market to a smaller city, it's like the change that nobody prepares you for. Everybody's just like, oh, you know, it's not that far. Da, 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 da. I don't want to drive four hours there and back. I don't want to drive eight hours round trip. I don't want to do that. But, but, but what I had to realize was if I was going to be serious about this career, if I really want to go from making part-time money to full-time money, full-time money. I had to really understand what that full-time money was going to cause me to sacrifice. When you see models that move to major cities and like drop everything and like go to move to a major city to make it work, it's that type of sacrifice. Was I willing to relocate to Miami? Could I have done it? Yeah, I probably would have been a lot more broke um, coming out of college and I don't want to have debt. So for me, it didn't make sense for me to go into debt to try to build up my dream. I didn't want to do that. So I decided to make the drive. Was it going to take a full tank of gas to go there and back and travel to, to all these go-sees and, you know, go down for like a 20-minute meeting then drive all the way back up to hope to get a job, you know, drive down to do a full-day shoot, drive down and do a two-hour shoot. Those were the things that I had to come to grips with myself if I want to pursue this full-time, okay? And that's the thing. People are always just like, oh, it's going to be hard if I have to do X, Y, and Z. Being capable of doing something and that thing being hard, it can go together. Being capable of doing something does not mean doing something is going to be easy. Being capable of being a model in a part-time or full-time capacity does not mean that it's going to be easy. I had to do sacrifices to be able to do it full-time. I had to make the drive. 
Whereas some people were only driving 30 minutes to work, I had to drive an hour, hour and a half. I was willing to accept that in order to work full time. I was willing to, and I still do that to this day. I still have to get in the car, drive to Tampa, get in the car, drive to Orlando, get in the car, drive down to Miami, get in a plane, go up to Atlanta, get in a plane, go up to New York, get in a plane, go to LA. I am willing to do the sacrifices of paying for the gas up front, paying for the, um, paying for the flight up front and then getting my stipend on the back end, you know, writing certain things off because I know that it's not going to be compensated for additionally on top of what I'm doing as a model. Like these are things that I had to understand that like, if I don't live in a major city, there's going to be a trade-off. There's going to be a trade-off. And <laughs> the sad part is that right when I got used to doing the trade-off, right. And I'm going to tell you exactly how it happened to, because I literally talked to this with a model friend of mine um, the other day. I finally got into the rhythm of understanding, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, adjust my rates if I have to do travel. I've already been like increasing my rates over the years, you know, because I've worked on my skills. I've gotten better clientele. I got more agency representation. So my prices went up. Now, if I'm doing jobs that are going to be out of town, they have to pay my full day rate. Now, if I'm going to be doing jobs that I have to, you know, travel, it's going to be a lot of gas time. I'm, I'm only going to get that through my agency or we're upgrading, you know, how much they're going to pay me for it. Like I just got into a rhythm of understanding, okay, great. Now that I'm working as a model, if I get things on my own, and they're out of town, I adjust my rates for that. Or if an agency wants me to do a job out of town, they're compensating a lot of the things when it comes to travel. I got into that space, right? I went up to Atlanta for a job, March of 2020. And mind you, it had just snowed in Atlanta. And I'm like, for anybody who's like inside of like the South around that area, it wasn't like the snow that like fell and then like melted. Like it stuck. Okay. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to post um, a video I have from that time. Right. Cause I think I posted it on my page, but I since like, you know, archived it or whatever, but it was a great trip. Learned so much, had a great time, networked with so many people, did a really great, you know, situation. It was going to be a pilot for the show. So I was excited. I get back down here and I guess I've been living in a bubble because that's when the whole COVID thing started to like pick up. And like, you know, a lot of my jobs were like, oh, we're going to like put this on pause. We're going to push this back two weeks. And we all know the, the rest of the story. So imagine for y'all who've been rocking out with me from the beginning, it went from me literally not having an agency being my excuse for why I couldn't model. And then for me not having an agency, doing all the crazy stuff, trying to figure out how to get one when I realized, okay, get my fundamentals together, get myself together and then get to work. And then the work that I got started to attract more work that worked for me and allowed me to find agencies and agency represented models who were doing things that I was doing. And thus, an easier transition for me to get representation. Then it went from not having the model look to realizing that, okay, no, my, my look just works for certain niches, especially in my area. So I go to mastering that and then it goes to me relocating from Miami. So now I'm doing like the traveling thing and I just got used to doing all the traveling stuff. And then COVID hits. And I know that we are still inside this pandemic and I understand that a lot of people were lost and um, I definitely have my own grievances with that. But at this point, it's just like the whole industry is shut down. So I did all this work to get the agency to make sure my look worked to do the traveling, to do this full time. I get into my stride, industry shuts down. Industry shuts down. And if you've ever experienced, if you experienced that during COVID, where like you were trying to like pursue modeling and then it just like stopped, like drop a yes in the chat. I just want to know that I wasn't alone. Cause like, I'm telling you, I touched down, had jobs lined up and it's March of 2020. If you also experienced like the halt of the industry where nobody wanted to shoot, nobody had jobs lined up. Everybody was pushing things back. Christina says yes. Maxie's a big yes. Sarah, big yes. Like, I'm seeing the yeses rolling out. Model things, Brittany, big yes, Jada, yes. This happened industry-wide. 
So I want you to understand, like, you, when I say you are not alone in a lot of these things, like, if you notice throughout my career, we went through the same struggles. We went through the same struggles, even in, in opera, entertainment and at large, there was no way to regulate it, to do it safely. Because again, if, if you realize, you know, a lot of things were unsanitary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you start to realize how unsanitary a lot of the regular stuff that you was doing really was, you know? So you get to a space where, dang, I did all the things. I, I figured out what worked for me and my fundamentals. I figured out where my look to work. I got the agency representation. I made the sacrifices of, of, of traveling. I made the sacrifices to, to, to do this full time. And again, now the industry is shut down. Now something I can't control is now controlling what I've worked so hard for. And just coming from me as a model, it was a very, very, very hard time. And uh, of course, you know, I was very fortunate to have a good support system. A lot of my family owns their own homes. So I had a place to stay. When my lease and stuff was up and I had to like, you know, relocate. I had a place to stay. I did not have to worry about. That was one thing I was thankful I didn't have to worry about. But now it's just like, as somebody who on the personal tip, I was trying to qualify for a house. I just paid off my car. I was in the group of things. Like I was next leveling things. Like I was tired of renting. I was going to buy a house. All these things came to a grinding halt. And again, I had to do the same thing I did when I first started my career. I had to sit down. I had to get clear about what do I want to do and how are we going to do it? So I had to go back to basics. I had to go back to the basics. When the pandemic hit, I kind of like chilled to see what was really going on for March. And then I realized, oh, y'all are stopping my money. (laughs) Y'all aren't trying to stop my bag. For anybody who's ever worked as a model, you eat what you kill. So if you're not working, that means that after, you know, your last checks, 90 day period, pay period ends, there's no more money. Unless you have something that's going to pay you residuals, you have like buyouts that are getting renewed. That's it. So if I'm not working, I don't have any money coming in to pay me later. I can't do that. (laughs) So I had to get really, really, um, I won't say scrappy, but I had to go back to how I got to this point in the first place. And this is why I'm always an advocate for models learning how to freelance first and then getting representation. Because a lot of agency models during this time, they didn't get paid. There's some, there's some companies that went belly up and those models who did work never got paid. Thousands, tens of thousands, 20 of thousands of dollars not paid to models that were owed to them. Number one, agencies going under, kaput. Kiss goodbye. No more work's going through. They went under. They can't get you work because they don't have any work to get you. You see, you see the problem here? You see the problem here? None of my agencies went under because again, they did more than just modeling. So they also expanded out into like acting and commercial work and of course print. So they had a lot more to rest on than strictly fashion agencies. So my agencies were good. Even the ones that did a lot more heavy modeling, they still had some, you know, backup reserves and shout out to those people. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of models who quit altogether. They stopped. They couldn't get work. They couldn't get the payments that they were owed for previous work. There was nothing there left for them. I was not one of those models. I remembered my fundamentals. I remembered why I was doing this. I remember what my goals were. I remember what my niche was. I remember what my market was. I started to hit up old clients old clients that I got on my own. I started to um, hit up people who I knew could use my services. Because the crazy thing was, through that whole time of me freelancing when I first started, those two years where I didn't know what I was doing, I got really good at posing. I got really good at being in front of the camera because I would self-shoot myself to prepare for my photo shoots. When I was trying to figure out what my look worked for, I started to realize what companies actually would have the most use for a model of my talents. So I already knew who to reach out to. I already knew what previous clients could use me during a pandemic and I just picked up the phone, wrote an email, 
reached out. I already had my rates because I've done this on my own before. So my agency wasn't able to get me work. I was still able to get me work. When the industry shut down, I was still able to be up and running. Why? I knew how to shoot myself. I knew how to pitch myself as a model. And I knew how to deliver on those promises. So I was still able to work literally (laughs) the next month, April, May. I was able to bring in at least four figures. I was able to cover all my bills and put stuff away. I was still able to take care of all the models that were inside of the university. I was still able to take care of every single obligation that I had because I personally knew how to leverage myself and my skills because of everything I went through. Every single hurdle that they gave me at the beginning of my career, not having the right look, not being tall enough, not having something that was in, not having a hair texture that worked for their clients, not having, you know, the dimensions that they wanted. All of those setbacks gave me every tool that I ever needed to never start. That's how I got here. That's how I got here. That's the exact way that I got here. And to this day, um, I want to say like June of 2020, uh, the industry started back up, uh, especially in Florida. We did a lot smaller sets, but I started to get back into doing on-set work. And it did not come from an agency that did like fashion and, and editorials. No, this was a production job. It was like for like a pet company. Still paid me a full day's rate. Got in my car, did the trip to Central Florida, got my bag, left. Literally, two to three weeks later, did another job, Central Florida, got in the car, drove up there, did my job, left. Still had work going on down here of self-shooting. I took every single block that this industry threw at me to tell me to stay out, and I built a very nice house. And not only that, I sat here and I got accoutrements out. I got little, a little cheese platters. I'm over here inviting y'all over every single, every other day. You know, come and join, hang out with me, consume all this free stuff that I'm always telling you guys about. Listen to the podcast. We got season three out. I, I, I took all of this, documented it, organized it, and literally like hand package it to you guys so that you wouldn't have to struggle as long as I did. Mind you, started in 2013. It's almost 2023. I've been at this for almost a decade. These things did not happen overnight. I did not become a full-time model overnight. There were so many growing pains. And if you guys have been rocking out with me, you know, since the beginning, you guys remember when I was just modeling. Then you guys remember when I put together the university. Then you guys saw the models that I started to work with to actually like put them through their career and help them to actually soar so much faster. There's no reason why every single model that's out there should continue to go through these struggles of not having an agency so they think they can't start, not having the model look so they think they can't start, not living in a big city so they think they can't start. There's no reason why these same exact hurdles are still affecting you guys today. We got to stop that. We got to stop that. If you guys are ready to start that, you know, stop that. Put put a me in the chat. If you're ready to stop letting, you know, your location, your your look, your lack of representation on the agency side, if you're ready to just like kind of stop letting that be a thing, put a me. I just want to know that it wasn't just me that was ready to like stop letting things stop them. You know, Jada saying yes, Jasmine saying yes. We got the, I'm sorry, we're saying the me's. Aisha? Well, either way, you're that girl. Says me. Sarah says me. CM says me. Jazzy says me. I, I'm i here for it. I'm here for it. You know? Well, I thought... <laughs> Ella Ray? Ella Ray? I'm, I'm going to say Ella Ray. Hopefully that's your name. Um, Carm says me. I. This is kind of like the reason. Maxie says me. We all have the me's pouring in. This is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing just as a model and a model coach. So this has been like my life story as a model. That, that was my model journey. As you could see, I did not let not having a big city, not having the right look, not having an agency stop me from starting, okay? 
So when it comes to starting, I do not want you guys to let anything stop you from starting your career because you're capable. Now, once you start, if you find that you need some help continuing, if you find that, you know, you want more encouragement, more tools, more resources, you know, more me, you know what I'm saying? Like there are so many opportunities, honestly, for you to do that. Okay. If you guys just like listening to me and my stories and my crazy shenanigans and getting insight and getting encouragement, all of that and more is in the link in my bio. The podcast is linked in the link in my bio. The cheat sheet to have your own fundamentals so you can start modeling today in the link in my bio. A literal course on how to like start landing your first paid modeling jobs. Link in the bio. One-on-one coaching. Link in the bio. All of these resources were created to meet you where you're at. Okay. So that girl is already like, I most definitely need some help. Any way I can do so, link in my bio. Accessing more masterclasses just like this one. Link in my bio. I don't, I didn't just build this house with all the rocks that they threw at for my own enjoyment. I dressed it up, put some paint on that bad boy, you know, put out a nice little dining room, nice little family sitting area. I got in the kitchen. I can't really cook like that, but I put y'all together some snacks. Okay. I'm going to start catering bring some more things in for you guys. But either way, I tried to set it up real nice so that whether you're starting, you're stuck, or you're trying to scale, I can help. So wherever you are on that tier, starting, but you don't know what you're doing, you were started out great, but now you're stuck. You don't know how to go to the next level. You know, you you got to that level, but you know, the agency's not working for you anymore. You're about to like go to a different market. You don't know what to do. This is literally what the university is for. So any excuse that you have, I don't have no money. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to start. Any excuse that you have, throw it out. Okay. I'm inviting you into my house with the very same rocks that they're throwing at you. I already made it into a house. If you want to know the floor plan, you know, you want to know which rock to put where, you want to enjoy some snacks while you do so, link in the bio. That's what I'm here for. Okay, so this has been really fun. Replays of this will, of course, be inside of the university. Duh. Um, But I will put this up on my IGTV for a short stint. So definitely catch the replay while it's available. Enjoy it while you can. Okay. And I will be back with more masterclasses. So make sure you go to the link in my bio regardless to make sure that you sign up for the email list that's a part of the university so that whenever I have a new masterclass, whenever I have a replay, whenever I have, you know, new podcast episodes, new opportunities for you guys, you will know. Okay. This has been amazing. I love you guys so much. It's great talking to you guys again. I see some of my OGs back in here. So I will be back really, really soon. Check your emails for all my people who already know are in the university. Check your emails and I'll be talking to you guys again really soon bye that's all for this episode of the model made podcast let me know what you've learned by dropping a five-star review or dming me at lola shell that's l-o-l-a-c-h-e-l on instagram if you want to go from taking notes on the podcast to taking action in your modeling career check out the model fundamentals guide it's the ultimate cheat sheet that gets the foundation laid for a career that pays all in five easy steps you can do today Grab yours in the description box below and I'll catch you on the next episode.